Welcome to the Blab Lab, a twice monthly podcast from the reporters of Eco RI News, where we unpack the critical environmental issues facing Southern New England. I'm reporter Colleen Cronin, and today I'm here with my colleague Rob Smith to talk about something a little ratty. Well, actually, we're just going to talk about rats, the animal, and how they have infiltrated one of Rhode Island's towns. Rob, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Ready to talk about some uh, vermin? Vermin. Rodents. So, uh, <laughs> so Rob, <Mr>. Wake <laughs> um, Rob, before we get started talking about your story, have you seen a rat today? Today? No. But I'm sure they're somewhere nearby us right now. <laughs> no, well, okay, but technically there's rats everywhere. So there are... It's nothing against Roger Williams. Uh, rats are one of those things that are everywhere and no one really talks about as an environmental concern. We've sort of just accepted them. And I don't mean, and my reporting is about Cranston, Rhode Island, but I don't mean to pick on Cranston. Um, I'll get into how I got the idea for the story and how I reported it in a minute. But uh, it, it is a common fact of life like that apocryphal fact that you are never more than eight feet away from a spider or whatever it is, or facts like that that illustrate that there's a lot more of this specific animal or organism than you think. The same applies for rats. You just don't see them. So... You, you're not picking on Cranston, but Cranston, there is a rat problem. Yeah. Can you talk about it? Cranston, Cranston is well known to have a rat problem. Uh, the apocryphal story from residents is that they tore down the old Narragansett Brewery and that dispersed the rat population through Cranston. That's apocryphal. No one knows. No one knows where they come from specifically in town. Rats are also everywhere else in Rhode Island. Johnston in June just launched their own rodent control problem because the complaints have been getting out of hand. It's something that everyone deals with at some point. You've probably, you will probably see a rat at some point, no matter where you live in like all of human civilization. There are silent shadows. Yeah, and that's, but they tend to be a little bit more noticeable maybe in urban areas? Well, with population density comes rat population density. And it's Primarily because of trash. So I live in Providence and I was walking around Brown one day and I was like, oh my God, there's a bunny. It's so cute from a distance. And then I got closer and it was a humongous rat. <laughs> and I screamed in the middle of College Hill at probably 9.30 at night. And the rat didn't even look phased. Yeah. And I lived in New York City for a summer and there the rats were like were like bunnies there. But I never saw one so big as I saw in <laughs> uh, but they're famously a, a problem in New York City, and the only people that are really in, in the United States who are studying rats and cities and towns are in New York City. There, there's a guy at CUNY, College uh, C-U-N-Y, who's studying how rats are rats in different neighborhoods and boroughs of New York City are evolving and adapting differently to the, uh, their survival needs in each borough. So one will be better at swimming, one will be able to maybe eat something else or or navigate better in a subway than different boroughs in New York City and different neighborhoods. Rats are, they're, mic- they're micro adaptations, but they're evolving differently based on the needs in a block. I think that's so cool. I have a grossed out look on my face because I'm imagining a rat swimming and I don't like it. They swim in Rhode Island too. So rats spread in very predictable ways. They like riverbeds, so river systems, so they can swim. They like old sewer pipes especially if they're not full. So swimming is not like, swimming is like the basic. To go back to Cranston, to talk about Cranston, um, how do we know that there is a problem there? I'm a slut in giving away my email. I receive a lot of emails from different newsletters. I do not always read all of them. And I got 
I get newsletters from different elected officials. One of them is a city councilman in Cranston. His name is John Donegan. And I noticed, uh, this is last fall, I think, he sent out his post-election email or sometime in October, November. And the copy said something like, you know, I know this is a really common problem. Whenever I talk to my constituents, here's the city's free rodent program. And that set off a light bulb in my head because I'm like, well, how bad is the rat problem? I hear people talking about it because I know people in Cranston and that's one of the complaints they have. But how common is the problem? And I got to talking to him and he was like, when I was knocking doors for my reelect this year, it was one of the probably the second or third top complaint people had whenever I would go to the door. Wow. Uh, John Donigan, the, the councilman I talked to, said COVID was kind of a perfect storm in Cranston. Uh, in 2020, everything shut down, businesses, restaurants. So far more people were home during the day. And it's not so much that they were home more um, to notice, perhaps, you know, the little rat friends. But they were also, they also all their trash is getting generated at home more. And since restaurants are closed, rats are going to go where the, where the trash goes. So the, the rats may have dispersed more into residential neighborhoods. Uh, it's the, the the sad truth is rats are everywhere and they're also impossible to track. There is just no no amount of money or technology is going to track rats. All the experts I talked to said, well, we you know if we were really dreaming, we could put like a microchip in every rat. But how do you know you're getting every rat? Specific expert I'm thinking of, Robert Corrigan, said that you know sometimes the newspapers report there's for every one person in New York City there's X number of rats. And, he, and, you know, there's just no actual way to tell the number of rats. So we have really no way of knowing, despite the fact that they are everywhere that we go. So what numbers do you have from Crandon that help illustrate the problem? So I had an idea. Uh, I talked to the councilman and he said that when he first, and I think I mentioned this in the story. Did I mention it in the story? I just filed it yesterday, so I'm not. My brain is, is in pieces right now. Uh, when, I talked, when, when I talked to John Donegan, the councilman in Cranston, he said when he first got elected to the council in 2018, rats was a big issue then. And he asked for, he did a simple data request to the Department of Public Works. Cranston has a, a rodent baiting and proofing program where you call the, you, you call the guy, the number at City Hall. Um, he comes out and he gives you a rodent trap. He inspects your property to make sure you're sort of rodent proofing it. So if you do have rats, you need to sort of seal up all the entrances to your house. Rats, rats don't actually live in your house. They only forage for food in your house at night. They only so forage ratatouille for was wrong. They're not in the attic. I've not seen walls. ratatouille in a long time. I mean, they can be they can well, they can travel through the walls, but they're not living in your house. They're living in uh, underground nests outside called burrows. But they hide in underground burrows naturally because that's how they protect themselves from predators like. Owls, coyotes, foxes, hawks, which we all have in Rhode Island. But that also, but because, you know, in urban areas in Rhode Island, we don't have a lot of wildlife like that. Like you don't get a lot of owls in Cranston. You don't get a lot of coyotes usually in places like Warwick. They happens, but not as much as would maybe out in the wild forest land or a field or something like that. So it's impossible to track rats. So how do you track rats? You can track the complaints. So I asked for that list of rodent baiting traps from the city. I did it in two or three open records requests. And what I got was a master list of every address in the city that had requested a rat trap since 2017. I only went back five years because the real, the because most of it's a pandemic era complaint. It's from 2020, it's from 2021, it's from 2022. 
Um, there's no, it seems to be a recent upsurge that I noticed when I was investigating the story over the last couple of years of rat complaints rising. So I got a master list of every address, of every single address that's requested a rat trap, when they requested it, and when it was fulfilled. So I have the raw, so uh, what I did to map the problem, because I really wanted to map where, what houses were requesting rat traps when, and then sort of be able to not necessarily track where they're spreading, but sort of map the areas where they're getting sort of the worst, where people have to, where people are seeing the rats, and not only seeing them, but seeing them enough and perhaps great quantities to complain that they're in their house or they're in their neighborhood. What you'll see is where the rat problem is new in places and where it's getting worse. And you can see this with the concentration of neighborhoods requesting traps. So year to year, the total numbers are declining a little bit since 2020, correct? But it's actually, that doesn't mean that it's still not getting worse so in places. So my data goes until, I believe, June of this year. 2020, it's 300. It's about 300 new addresses requesting traps in 2020. And it's doubled to 618 or 619 traps in 2021. Wow. It's 513 traps in 2022. And then this year, as of June 1st, it's... 83, I want to say. It's a lower number. So it looks more like a pre-pandemic average. But the numbers are showing that there was sort of a spike during COVID. Yeah, massive and then, spike. And then you also are able to sort of get down to a more granular level with the map that you made, mm. showing that it's moving to some areas. And can you talk specifically about where those areas seem to be? So they're most heavily concentrated historically and up to today in sort of central Cranston. What is in central Cranston for folks who don't go there very often? It's neighborhoods like Laurel Hill. It's the it's the area around. Um, they call it the stadium. It's Stebbin Stadium along that's which is close to Park Ave in Cranston. It's close to Park Ave, sort of reservoir, Park Ave towards City Hall and everything south. So that's one area. Are there other areas where it's concentrated? Uh, the Providence City Line, I think, close to the Walmart or those neighborhoods nearby. Uh, Edgewood, which is uh, sort of further east away from this also has its own separate concentration that doesn't actually seem to be moving that much outside of it. And then you can also see two separate trend, well, not tr sort of trend lines. You can also see new traps spreading further south along what I think is Route 2, Reservoir Ave, which is makes sense. It's a major thoroughway. And then you have a, another, a much smaller line going into Western Cranston, which is where some of the wealthier suburbs of the city. The, the uncomfortable grim truth is much like you will never eliminate Every spider or a small insect that you may be afraid of, I don't like spiders personally, you will never be fully rid of rats. We are always going to be living with rats in, in some way. It's there for probably far before anybody listening to this was alive, probably far before any of our parents or grandparents. The, you cannot put the toothpaste back in the tube on rat control because they've been too widespread for far too long. So then is part of the problem or part of the reason we know there's a problem in Cranston because they have this program and is are there programs like it in other places? Uh, I think I said earlier, Johnston just launched a similar program. They trained with uh, the one in Cranston. Providence has one. Most cities probably have one. I'm not sure why it's such a problem in Cranston specifically. A lot is it of a free program? It's free. No, oh, it's all wow. free. So it's free to get the traps, free yeah. to get them to come. Yeah, look they have traps. one guy. Well, here's how it works. They have one guy 
you call the number, he makes an appointment to come to your house. I know there was a huge backlog, and I, I don't think I got to this in the article. There was a huge backlog during COVID, and he inspects your house, makes sure it's rodent-proof. So again, sealing up your house is the best way to rodent-proof your house and sealing up your trash as well. He comes out, he'll bait it, and then he'll come back as needed. There's a lot of repeat visits that shows in the data. So we talked about why or why we don't, we don't know 100%. We can guess why they've gotten worse. We, so there's two major, this, uh, there is no empirical data on why rats are getting worse. No one know, no one really knows, and I can't emphasize this enough, if the rats are, there's more rats than there were before the pandemic or if we're just noticing them more. But rats, there's sort of two contributing factors I identify in my article as to why perhaps we're more worse of a problem. There is climate change. We don't have cold winters anymore. Um, rats are not built to survive in extreme cold temperatures. Part of the reason they live underground besides avoiding predators is that nest is better be able to be kept warm during the cold months. Their reproductive cycle slows down during the cold months because they would have to leave the nest to get food for their pups. So they have more limited time to forage for food at night. Of course, when it's the most cold, they are nocturnal creatures. They have limited time to find food before they die of freezing temperatures or exposures or they get buried in snow or whatever that cause may be. But we're having milder winters in New England now over the last 20 years. I, Colleen, do you, do, did you have snowy winters on growing up on Cape Cod when you were growing up? I do think we had more snowy winters, but also the Cape just... It's ocean effects snow, yeah. but it doesn't. Yeah, it's snow not. It doesn't real degree. snow. Yeah. yeah, we used to get guaranteed maybe four or five inches of snow every winter. Now snow has become more of snow and temperatures below maybe thirty degrees are now becoming a little more rare as time goes on. So the milder winters makes it more easier for rats to survive from not dying from exposure or, or during the cold temperature weathers, and that may be one impact. Um, and that is an impact we can measure, but we have no real empirical, empir we have real, no real data on this. We just know that cold is, we just know that the reproductive cycle slows down in the cold months because it's far riskier to venture for food. And we know now that the cold isn't there. So logically rats would, you know, rat, rat, rats will be able to reproduce that much more. The other one is rats are attracted to trash and development, and we are developing more. I know Cranston has seen significant development over the last couple of years, areas such as Garden City have a have really expanded out. Uh, housing is a big issue in Rhode Island, and though we haven't built a lot of new housing, we are building other sort of other subdevelopments, and those things do attract rodents. And if we we generate each, I believe that we generate each person in America generates about five pounds of trash a day, and about a little under a pound of that is food waste. And the food waste is key to what they're actually attracted to. When you throw away food and you don't properly contain it in your trash bin or if you don't or if you have a trash bin that has a hole in it you know through the hard plastic i'm sure the rats can chew through the hard plastic they're really interesting creatures so what issues do they cause what, or why do we want to get rid of them uh, if you look at the cdc website they can carry up to 55 different kinds of pathogens they can carry bacteria like e coli and salmonella in some cases hantavirus but they are generally a sign of uh a public health crisis. We're reporters, so we're not really supposed to talk about our opinions, um, but what are your personal feelings on rats? I think rats are cool as hell. I don't know what you wanted me to say. I just think rats are cool as hell. I'm really interested by them. Obviously, if there was one in my house, I wouldn't like it. I have the same reaction as everyone else. 
during during the pandemic, uh, the neighbors next to my house in Warwick, uh, they got evicted and the owner sold it to a house flipper. And for like eight months in 2021 or 2022, I don't remember if I complained about this during the, our, our staff meetings, <laughs> but for eight months from somewhere in 2021 or 2022, there was a dumpster sitting in their front yard. They don't really have a yard. It's really just an asphalt driveway. That's their front yard. And there was a dumpster sitting there for eight months next to my home. And some of my neighbors were starting to come up to me and go, do you know what's going on with that? That dumpster's going to attract rats. I think I've seen rats around the neighborhood. So I I, oh, I, no. I, I have uh, I have a, a sick fascination with rats. And they're just a really, really fascinating part of the urban ecosystem, which is another thing I'm really interested in. And we don't report enough on that's sort of how... If you really want to see how wildlife and plants are going to adapt to climate change, look at like cities like New York City, look at Providence, look at these urban areas where wildlife like rats. If you want to see how, you know, in the future of climate change, wildlife is going to evolve, cities are a great first step because so much wildlife has evolved specifically just to survive in human cities. And I think that's really fascinating. Maybe someday a Cranston rat versus a Providence rat. It is possible there may be some some kind of micro difference between rats in different towns. I don't really know. I don't think we'll least, ever know. We know that the rats in Providence like coffee milk and the rats in New York don't. Oh, He's taking up. his headphones off and walking out of the studio. Thanks for coming on the show today, Rob. Thank you to our listeners for following along. We want to thank Vanessa Carlton for letting us use her song Willows for our theme song, which you hear at the beginning and end of every episode. We also want to thank Roger Williams University and Professor Bernardo Moda for letting us use their recording studio. Thanks also to Joe, our editor, for editing and mixing the episode. If you have any questions, tips, or podcast ideas, email me at colleen.ecori.org. Until next time, you can read more roadie environmental news at our website, ecori.org.